Hello. Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You are listening to the revised tales of Vikram and Beta. Friends, I just want to remind you that we'll be accepting book reviews from children beginning 1st September. Please go to our site forallourkids.com and check out our guidelines for the reader book writer review submissions. Please do include a colorful artwork with your book review and send it to submissions at forallourkids.com. We look forward to your book reviews. Happy reading! And now, to the story. The Magic Box King Vikramaditya held his hand up to his forehead to protect his eyes. The raindrops felt like sharp needles. His clothes clung to his body, and his feet slid as he stepped into the puddles. But he had not become a king by shying away from his commitment. So Vikram put one foot in front of the other and stomped his way through to the people tree. Water ran down the skull, its toothy grin leering at him. But Vikram had learned to ignore all these visions. He put the corpse on his shoulder and turned towards the waiting soldiers. He did not have to wait long, for just a few minutes later, the betal began. Well, my king, what does the hermit want with me? Am I to do his work for him? Or run some errands for you? Does he need me to frighten an unsuspecting human? Shouldn't he send you to fight him instead? What if I do something that you don't want me to do? Hmm? I think you should learn to do your own work. Let me tell you the story where the spirit did the job and the person lost out. Kumari was a wise and wealthy woman in Madhapur. She owned the largest coconut grove in that area and employed more than 100 people. Kumari had two daughters, Nalini and Nandini. Now both sisters were well settled with children of their own. They knew a fair bit about managing the grove because they had seen their mother work hard. Their husbands were merchants and weren't really interested in working on the grove. Kumari wanted to hand over the coconut grove to her daughters. But she didn't want to divide the grove. The person who inherited it should know how to manage the grove, but she would also have to take responsibility for the welfare of her employees and their families. Now the sisters, they got along well, but Kumari worried that sometimes they competed with each other. She wanted to give the coconut grove to the daughter who showed that she could take on the responsibility. Smartly, Kumari had set aside a large sum of money for the other. That way, neither daughter would be unhappy. But then who was to get the coconut grove? That was a problem, and Kumari was confused. In the outskirts of Madhavpur lived a wise older woman, Sandhya. 
her house was always open to people who came to discuss their problems with her and ask for guidance. Kumari visited Sandhya and described her quandary. Which daughter should get the coconut grove, do you think? She asked Sandhya. The elderly woman thought for a while, then asked Kumari a question. Didn't you want to go on a pilgrimage to see all the temples? This is the right time for you to travel. Let your daughters manage half the grove each while you're away. When you come back, you can gauge how they've taken care of their portion and their workers too. That will help you decide. Oh, if I leave for the pilgrimage, it'll be many months, even a year for me to get back. What if there's a major problem while away? They know all the day-to-day workings, but if there is a crisis, they may not know what to do. Kumari protested. Sandhya shook her head. If you want to find out which one of them is capable of the task, then you have to give them the opportunity. Tell you what. I have something that may help you put your mind at ease. She went to her almara, opened the drawer, and picked out two ornate boxes decorated with enamel flowers. Then Sandhya sat in meditation for a while and blessed the two boxes. At the end of it, she handed the boxes over to Kumari and gave her special instructions. Kumari hurried home with the boxes and made arrangements to leave on the pilgrimage. That evening, she called her daughters over to her house. I have wanted to go on a pilgrimage for a long time. I must go now before I grow old and weak. While I'm gone, I want both of you to take care of one portion of the coconut grove each. I think you're both ready to manage it because you have seen me do all the work right from childhood. But if there is any problem, I have a way to help you. She brought out the enamel painted boxes and handed one each to Nandini and Nalini. I want you to try to solve any problems that arise to the best of your ability. If the problem is too difficult, you are allowed to open the box. It will have a solution for you. But use it only in the case of a crisis. And before you open it, make sure you try your best to solve the problem. Naturally, Nandini and Nalini were excited to have the responsibility. They had visions of their mother returning and praising them on how well they managed everything while she was away. The following day, Kumari's bags of clothes went into the carriage along with some lunch and water. She waved goodbye to her daughters and left for the pilgrimage. All was well for a few months. But then one day, severe thunderstorms and strong winds hit Madhavpur and the surrounding towns. The sisters asked the workers and their families to take shelter in their homes. When the storm stopped, Nalini and Nandini went to study the damage. Uprooted trees lay scattered on the ground 
and coconuts dotted the land. A worker who stepped in to clean up slipped on the slushy path and fell over. The heavy winds had torn through the coconut palms. The sisters rode up to the workers' homes, only to find that the houses too had borne the brunt of the storm. The roof had flown off a couple of homes, while the walls crumbled on others. Thick tree trunks leaned against the broken walls, and they could see the furniture and clothes in the rooms. Kumari had taught Nalini and Nandini that they were responsible for the welfare of their employees. So the two sisters knew that they had to straighten out the mess. Nandini got to work. She ordered her workers to make a list of all the damage caused in their homes. The workers stayed on in her house while they mended their homes. Her housekeeper organized for food to be delivered for everyone. And then her manager, bought their necessary supplies to repair their homes, and everyone set about clearing and fixing the damage to the houses first. In the meantime, Nandini hired others from the town to clear her portion of the grove. She tallied the trees lost in the storm, ordered new saplings, collected the coconuts on the ground to see what could be salvaged. Some were dried and their husks gathered for kindling fires. The leaves were dry to make brooms and nothing was wasted. Nalini had different ideas. She came home, thought about the damage and the work to be done. Then she brought out the magic enamel box and opened it. Out shot a spirit. Your wish is my command, said the wispy being with its palms together. If Nalini was surprised, she hid it well. Her voice calm, she said. Clean up the workers' homes and mend them. Clean up my portion of the grove and plant new saplings, sort the fallen coconuts and send them out to the markets. Naturally, Nalini's portion of the grove was all clear well before Nandini's section. It took a few months, but the coconut grove was in good shape, with the new saplings growing well. The workers were happy that their homes were fixed. Nandini's workers had made some changes to their homes as they were rebuilding them. But otherwise, the grove looked to be in good shape with the new saplings growing well. Six months to the day she left, Kumari returned from her pilgrimage with gifts for her daughters and grandchildren. After dinner that night, she wanted to know all about the storm. She had passed the coconut grove on her way back and had noticed the saplings. Well, we lost a lot of trees and our coconut yield is a bit low this year, Nandini reported to her mother. But we managed to salvage as much as we could and also fix the workers' home, Nalini added. How did you manage to do all this work? asked Kumari. Nandini asked her manager to bring all the paperwork. She showed her the notes with all the observations, the planning and execution. Nalini, on the other hand, told her about the spirit in the magic box. The following day, Kumari went to the grove to see for herself. Both sections of the grove were well cared for, 
except that Nalini's side had some of the dried leaves and husks left lying around. The workers' home on one side looked the same as before, and on the other side, they had made some improvements. But all the workers seemed happy. In the evening, Kumari gathered the two magic boxes and returned them to Sandhya. Thank you, my friend. I think I know who should get the grove and who should get the money. The vampire ended his story and spoke directly to King Vikrama. So, King, who do you think should inherit the coconut grove? Should Kumari give it to Nandini or to Nalini? Why? If you know the answer to my questions, you must answer them. If not, you will lose your head. King Vikramaditya did not need to think twice. Kumari should give the coconut grove to Nandini and the money to Nalini. Both the daughters took the responsibility seriously and cared for the grove and their employees. That's why they invited the workers to stay with them while the storm raged and had their homes mended after the storm. The difference was in how they fixed the damage. Nalini had used the spirit of the magic box to help fix the damage. Her workers were happy, but instead of being involved in the work, they sat back and relaxed while the spirit did their job. On the other hand, Nantini's workers had had to do the work themselves. As they repaired their homes, they made new improvements that would suit them. When they cleaned up the grove, they used all parts of the fallen trees to generate money. Nandini's workers had been active participants in solving their problems and working for their livelihood. In the future, if new difficulties arose, they would not hesitate to work. On the other hand, Nalini's workers will expect someone else to solve their problems. Nandini also knew that if her efforts failed, she always had her magic box to help her. But she had wanted to try herself. Kumari realized that Nandini was better suited to managing the coconut grove. Vikramaditya felt his shoulder lighten. He turned to see the corpse with the vampire fly away. This is the end of today's episode. What do you do when there is a problem? It would be nice to have someone else, or even a magical spirit, do our work and clear up things for us. But here's the catch. If we expect others to do our work for us, we will never learn to be independent or solve things ourselves. Not only that, what if they do something that we don't want them to do? We lose our right to make choices. What then? Our problem only gets even more complicated, isn't it? That's why it's always better to do our work ourselves. That's all for today, my friends. We'll see you next week with our next episode of Vikram and Betal. Until then, goodbye.